And you're not liking it today, is it? Oh, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> boys. And he's on the panel tonight. <laughs> with with <Yeah>. money. <laughs> hey, you but, <laughs> Sometimes we have to get drunk before we put the <laughs> recording on. Hey, wow, that is uh, quite some colour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Lovely. I reckon that's a, that looks like a bit of a Liam. That's podcast beer. I'll take the top one, yeah. <laughs> Let Andy take his social medias. Come on, he's you know, tagging us all like crazy. Or is he just doing it himself? Just myself. Um, just, I'm very selfish. He's not sharing it. He's just sending it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He just like social. He's just to himself. He's like, oh, that was a good one. It's just, my, it's just my Pornhub account. I was like, you know, taking care of business. Yeah. So just looking at some bottles. It's yeah. the only oh, platform oh, oh, oh. available to me anymore. <laughs> Pass me that bottle in a second when you're done. Sure. With, your, with your bloody oh, photographery. Look at that. Oh, wow. Really? So what, you, what is an imperial stout? This is an Imperial Stout of 2018 vintage. Aged in oak? I'd say bottle, but uh, we've I've been wrong oh before. Lord, we've literally we got an ice trying? cream flavour. Has this started yet? Has the podcast started Technically, yet? yes. Okay. Should I do introductions? We should. Sure. All right. Hello, listeners. Today, live from the Crafus Hotel, three schooners of big, exciting beer in. We just poured an Imperial Stout from Mountain Goat. It's in a proper big bottle, so we've got a glass each. And of course, I'm not here on my own. As usual, sitting beside me is Tim Whiffen. Oh, thank you for having me. You're always welcome. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> sitting opposite me is Liam, who is being a big two-year-old today. That was really convincing. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. That's, that's very good too. No autographs, no autographs. <laughs> Liam Carter, champion of the day. And sitting to the right of Liam is the quiet man who's just been posting photos of beer. Andy, welcome. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> yeah. Going on for slightly guys. too long. Go, yeah, it goes a bit long, long there, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was fun. We like that. Turn off the fake laugh track there, Andy, would you? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I should probably just turn the board around and let, let, Andy, let play. Andy play with it. How bad can that get? <laughs> we should hear some stories about Andy's days when he was a club DJ. Andy? Yeah, what do, you, what do you want to find out? You choose to <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were going to throw to no, intro. It's, it's a beer prod podcast, everybody. Guys, what? Let's well, talk about we, beer. we had this argument the entire episode last time, Liam. It's a beverage okay, podcast. Okay, it's about beverages. <laughs> yeah, it has to be beverage because we drank wine. Speaking of That's beverages, the uh, the producer here, Tim, has three different beers in front of him and that he hasn't managed to finish. And they're sick and... Dark and scary looking. Unctuous. And uh, you really have something ahead of you right there, my good man. Mm. Especially if he scales that uh, one glass of stout there. It's pretty much a whole thing of syrup. It's, it is syrup. Okay, shout out here to Brad Wall. Brad, if you come up here on the bus, they have Deeds Brewing cans. Not only that, but I asked at the front counter, and they also sell Deeds Brewing out of the bottle next door. So you can take it home. So Brad, if you cycle up here from the city, you can go home with a whole beer load of deeds. Mm. How are you going to carry the beers back on the bike, though? Like any sensible organised dude, I'm sure Brad will be ready. I'm hearing you. I'm sure there will be a backpack and a rack 
and panniers. All these things are possible. <laughs> what are we drinking, by the way? Uh, I forgot. Um, it was we a bottle. No, the bottle's here. Can I read it out? You can indeed, Liam. Okay. It is the Mountain Goat Barrel Breed Imperial Stout of 2018. And uh, by golly, aren't we enjoying it, fellows? It is sophisticated in a stout in a, in a way that I've never had have a, a experience before. Especially it's been served in a wine glass mm. for mm. those playing at home. Yep. Mm. We are sitting here basically drinking it out of white wine glasses. They run out of glasses behind the bar or something? Yeah. Or? No, just there's Pre-drinks. A, there's enough nose on this. You need to make it taste right. Okay, quick summary, first three sips, because that's how far in we are into it. Mm-hmm. Imagine the perfect ball of chocolate ice cream, the perfect ball of vanilla ice cream, a pretty good stout, something like the Lobethal of the Uradler. Mm-hmm. Mesh them all together, then add a little bit of ashy notes at the end from the barrel, and then give it about the length of a Kunawara Cabernet. Is that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You mix that together? No. Oh, but, it's in the drink. Okay, but it's in but the for drink. people to understand it's what the it beer. is, we sip and do. Okay. There's some caramel in there because the, 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 the overarching smell is caramel for me. Well, to me, that's where it's chocolate and vanilla meat. Yeah, because I reckon there's a chocolate uh, undertone. All I've got is the chocolate, chocolate vanilla. I've got the ice cream, but then there's some extra smooth cream on top of that. You know, maybe that creamy cheap cream. stuff in the can. Right. Yes. That the there's <laughs> something about just the pure smell of it that is like like a caramel. The a pure smell of it is fantastic. Almost. It's a dreamboat mm, in the yeah. nose. Mm. That's yeah. right. It's 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 you know it's very desserty. It's the kind of thing I imagine myself drinking in a log cabin, maybe with a bearskin mm. rug. Yes, on the fire. Maybe, is there uh, a bear on the bearskin rug, or are you bear on the bearskin rug? I could be. I could be. Uh, you know, maybe in a Roman kind of, uh, you know, position with some grapes on the bearskin rug, and rubbing it with the beer, Works. but also maybe hanging some grapes over myself as, uh, or a fig leaf, or a fig leaf. It's that kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell we're not Steve Davis, right? <laughs> with, with the way that we uh, describe things. Big no. shouts out to Steve yeah. Davis. <laughs> We've tried to remove it down to few enough words to not run out of four breaths. <laughs> but seriously, this is a fantastic beer. Nice and heavy like a stout should be, but smooth on the top. Mm. Mm. Now, do we want to talk about what we've drunk before now? Have we still got a beer menu so we, we can get names uh, right? I will bring it up on my phone. Yeah, I've got a few here. Okay. Oh, he's already he's already done. You that. don't remember him off the top of your head, mate? What's going on? Um, me or Andy? Any of you guys? Well, we had a Lobethal stout. Yep. We had a Little Bang Brown Falcon. Yes. A hazy, that was the first round. And we actually, had a wasn't mismatch it? hazy IPA. Yeah. Very, yeah. There you go. There you go. No, I did them out of order because I did them in the Lobethal order. Probably I enjoyed them. Beer most. House Chocolate Oatmeal Stout. Mmm. Ah, yes. That was tasty until we had this stout. Now, unfortunately, the Lobethal was just an also ran. Right. So it's a very nice off, also ran. So we started off with a 5.1% Brown Falcon from Stepney with a 60 IBU. And that was quite good to start with. It was a very nice first beer. But and it's like, why would I have a second beer when there's all these other big stouts? And we've we've really stuck with the dark beer thing today. Because it, really except for making Liam happy and having our hazy IPA. Yes, which, was, you know. which was the strange thing because we went to, yes, the mismatch hazy IPA, which is 6.8% alcohol. I like a bit of dishwater, you know. Yeah. I like that. So like but soapy soapy enough, taste. that's only 30 IBU. Not that too bad. But the, the good thing about that, it was almost like a palate cleanser mm. to not wreck mm. the palate for the uh, beautiful stouts coming our way. It's a fruit tingle between the Tim Tams. <laughs> I read yes, you. Right. Ah. That's what you used to call me at school. What, fruit tingle between the Tim Tams? Fruit tingle between the Tim Tams. That's what they call him. <laughs> 
we want to discern why they called you that. No, know. let's talk on. Let's move on to the next feature of the podcast. My t-shirt. Oh, oh, yeah, t-shirt. So actually, uh, last episode, I, I, I think I wore another brewery t-shirt. This time, I'm wearing the. The Angkor. Angkor Brewery from Cambodia. Oh, as in Angkor what? Yes, oh. but they, uh, yes, it, it, essentially yes. So the you have something that looks beer. semi-pyramid-y slash... Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's right. It's the, the Angkor... Temple looking. Temple looking. And uh, look, I'm not going to say it isn't a watery type of beer, but uh, you know, it's pretty hot over there, so you can get away with it. Is it a beer beer made out of barley or is it a rice beer? Or? It's No, it's a beer beer. It's a, a European-style lager. Made in mm. Asia, if yep. you will. I don't think we're convinced after what we're drinking today. No, Even it's, 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 it's pretty much bigger. the other end of the spectrum. But mm. it, like I said, on a uh, you know 35 degree day in the sauna that is outside in Cambodia, right. you it want one of those. It's a replacement water. for water. You want mm. one of those, yeah. They're delicious. Well, you probably want six of them. I think so, yeah. yeah. And someone to walk around waving a big palm leaf and, and keeping you in the shower. They're delightfully cheap as well, mm. which is uh, another... How right. how cheap is delightfully cheap? I would say you'll get one for bucks, tourist tra- tourist price because in Cambodia they have their own currency, but anything above a dollar US goes to US currency, and so I think you'll get one for a dollar fifty, paying tourist tax as well okay. for a can of cold mm. icy cold Angkor beer. All right, slogan Gents. being "My country, my beer." Is that oh, actually Angkor? That is really. Oh, it does say that. And it also says the national beer. It's the national beer, everybody. And there is another one there. Paid for uh, in US dollars. <laughs> there's another beer in... Just a, just an aside, since we're talking about other beers, I believe there's also... The other t- beer you can buy is Cambodia. Literally just called, it's called Cambodia. But I prefer Angkor. I'm an Angkor guy. Mm. Is this if, something that people will only go in a bar that sells the right beer? No, normally they're both available. And okay. they're, you know, they're almost indistinguishable, but uh, I go the ankle. So it's very flexitarian. As long as yeah. there's a beer, it's all good. 100%. 100%. So how do we feel, gentlemen, about haggling, paying, trying to avoid that tourist tax in those kinds of countries where you know, these people seem to live off that extra bit of tax they put on top of their products? For- well, you know, they put a price out there and you can say yes or no to it. It's the free market, isn't it? Yeah. You don't have to say yes. You can say, mate, that's a bit steep, mate. You know, you know, you know. But it doesn't matter much to you. You're on holiday, right? It doesn't matter much to you, but it means a lot to them. Mm, like, yeah, they, but they, but they come in, they come in hot. Beer. They come in hot with the hot price, right? They come in high, yeah. And then you know they'll they'll come back. You know, you like any negotiation, you go back and forth, and eventually. Sure. But is there a point where you realise that even? beyond what they're coming in hot with, that you're literally haggling like $2 at a time. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm generally opposed to it, but, like, it, I'm just, I'm just trying to gather the opinion. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what, this is what I will say about Cambodia in, in particular. You know, they'll go for the best price, but once the price is agreed, there's no whining after that. They, get, they just, yep, yep that's, that's, the, that. that's the deal. Well, so, I mean, the, you know, the hot tip for me in, in uh, Indonesia and Thailand is to get out early, get that morning price, buy uh, in bulk, head back to the villa. There you go. And then resell. <laughs> yeah, then resell on the side of the road <laughs> with those vodka bottles full of petrol. Yeah. Mm, um, vodka bottles full of petrol. <laughs> that must be what they barbecue dinner on. Absolutely. Nothing about it, a bit of an absolute meat. Right. So here's what the that hell does that mean? 
because um, it's an absolute vodka bottle. Okay. Yep. We can't have a beer podcast in Australia without having stories about the most fucked thing that you've seen in Thailand. Mm. Me? Andy was, Andy was the most Probably fucked him. thing, to be honest. Yeah, well, what would happen? It, um, <laughs> <laughs> this one, so I, I had a little uh, villa on the beach, like a little uh, uh, wooden sort of a a hut. hut. Yeah, that's it. And it was on uh, PP Island. Um, Where you could do pee straight out oh the front my of the God. Yeah, you really could. Uh, and literally my front uh, um, steps went into like a day club. So literally, you know, you wake up to um, just base at 10 in the morning and then you walk <laughs> out and then you just start drinking and I would drink. I think I might mention this last time on the podcast. If not, just in talking to you guys, there were like $8 bottles of their local whiskey Samsung, oh, which is okay. like uh, that dodgy stuff that, um, you know, one in four pallets probably going to kill you because mm. it hasn't been distilled <laughs> properly. Fuck, it's just like those snails. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Liam made earlier. Absolutely. <laughs> off mic. That's, yeah. that's yeah. an off mic joke. That's one of those jokes. one of these. We're going to have a new segment later called the snail challenge. Okay. Will or won't you eat the snail? Who, who will get the brain parasite this doesn't time? Have, <laughs> doesn't have the potential. Yeah. Now, this is no implication on the snails at the crayfish. We were talking if you ate your backyard snail. That's mm. true. So mental note, kids... Don't eat the snails. And just backyard. so you know, the snails here at Crafers are a delight. Because they're not backyard snails. That's right. And at last time I did eat a backyard snail, I only lost 15% of my intelligence, <laughs> which was good. So, I mean, you know, when it's all proportionate, you know, you lose 15% here and there, and it's 15%. On, it's, it's like compounding. Of course. You get 15% of brain less and less parasitic and less. kind of activity. Mm. In that case, dude, it's good that you and the parasite can outthink each other. Yeah. We were... Uh, we're doing battle right now, actually. Perhaps that's going, hard. I want control of you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Parasite Games. We have here uh, Liam Carter up against Mr. Parasite, and we'll, well see what happens next Liam Carter body and uh, whatever the name of the parasite that's controlling his brain. The evil parasite. Did, do we properly explain to everybody why we're talking about this, or is it completely abstract? No, it's a non sequitur. Okay. Yeah, it's a complete nonsense. I mean, everybody, everybody knows. Okay, the, the thing was that we've ordered this most, just the loveliest food here at the Crafers, and we thank you very much for housing us <laughs> Thanks, Crafers. Putting us into a nice corner. Magic Nook as well, we by were, the way. Yeah, but we weren't bothering the rest of the patrons. They've served us, yeah, really well. It's been actually really gorgeous. They've been they lovely fed me snails. Mm. Mm. So Liam had some frozen snails off the... Um, no, of- he had some snails, which may or may not have been frozen. But then he brought up the point. Well, if you eat the one in the backyard, you can get a brain parasite. Mm, yes. And we're like, mm, good thing you're not eating them. Yeah. But then we thought that would make great content. A great segment. And will you eat the snail? And come back in two weeks and Go. possibly Mom, be drooling. Or I'm something. made of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, that's one of the beers that we had. Mm, um, oatmeal stout from Lowenthal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very lovely traditional stout. Yeah, it was very good. Not very traditional good. like this one, because this is... Well, sorry, very traditional relative to the mountain goat we're drinking now, which are the big ice cream yummies. So um, th- are these not sold in smaller bottles? Because what we've received is a, a wine, wine bottle, bottle full of it. I think with these aged ones, they do them in the 750s on the basis. that You're probably not going to want to drink it on your own. If you are going to drink it on your own, drink, drink uh, Fair much enough. Because yeah. what is it, 13% alcohol or something? Yes. It's We're about to find yeah. out anyway. Uh, <laughs> let me have a look here. Let me have a look. It's got fingerprints on the it side of it. Is, it is. 9.3%. Okay, so not too high. Not too bad. I, what had... it's suggesting to me is we may need another bottle of this stuff. Oh, my God. 
Mountain goat. I've had that. What is it? Steam train or something? They've got like uh, a steam. They do a. They did a lager that's been steamed or something weird. They did some odd stuff. And it steamed just steamed lager. Yeah, it was like it was weird, man. It yeah. was like. And they used to do a red ale called Fancy Pants that was remarkably good. Yes. But not enough people in South Australia drank, being Victorian product. Yes. See, we're we're really selling out here at today, audience. We're drinking Victorian beer that is now owned by a large corporation, mm. which I don't have any problem on Who either are they owned account. By uh, the owners. Sold majority share to a big investment firm, I think. Japanese, oh, okay. so Japanese company, isn't it? Or don't know. I All I know is like they got sick <laughs> of seven days a week, twelve hours a day, and being exhausted, and you know, got the offer of well, we'll buy it, and you'd be the creative directors. That sounds a pretty good, you know, deal to me. Well, Do you yeah, get to drink at work? Yeah. Well, I'm guessing brewers probably what? do. Does that mm. mean that you go into work on a Monday, going, let's sit down at ten a.m. You know what? Let's call this one the Juicy Vine. Let's come up with something called the Juicy Vine. Let's make that today. Mm. Pretty much. Is that, that's such a good job. Do they, do they ever go to the bar and they you know, <laughs> order a beer and they go, I'll have the, uh, you know, the snail's eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and go, I was pissed when I came out of that name, didn't I? Yeah, remember that one? Right? Yeah, I had the parasite when I made that one. Was that? That was, yeah. Yeah. More, it, more important, the parasite said... You need to make beer for snails. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's a Japanese investment firm, have they just hired some, like, basically corrupt uh, uh, translator for them so that they can name things stupid shit no, like beer the names snail's were, eyeball? Their, their beer names were really... Like, to call your red ale fancy pants. Yeah. That wasn't very sensible. That steam thing you are talking about, yeah, that name was weird. Yeah. Their IPA had a weird name. Yeah. It's just part of the Australian beer scene. Okay, but the so, dumb of the name. so but if it's an Australian sorry, if it's a Japanese investment firm, are they like are they also just part of like a fringe part of Japan where they're not they don't care about the fact that well, it has really Dude, they're all names. salarymen with window seats who are gonna get paid no matter what, so they want to stay drunk. Oh, so they don't they literally don't care. Probably not. I wouldn't okay. think so. I think yeah. they just bought a sake to be honest and they want something a bit different. Yeah. 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 Look, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, we don't care what a few bogans in Adelaide think about our names of beers. No, we want fancy pants. That's right. Well, more importantly, we want really yummy stout. Should I have done yeah. that in a Japanese accent or would that have been... Okay, well, I won't do that. Uh, no, we don't want to get cancelled, Liam. I only cancelled. Can, How do we get cancelled for saying fancy pants in a Japanese accent? <sighs> that's that bloody... That's opening a can of worms right yeah, there, guys. No, we can't talk about that a on can the podcast. Cancelled... <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's been. What's been cancelled is my full beer, and you guys are still sitting there. Yeah, but it's amazing. I, I want to know cool. what Tim's going to do with that bowl of uh, that uh, glass of syrup in front that of cauldron, him. That cauldron of cauldron <laughs> of, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, cauldron of dude's imperial it's stout. Like, oh no! Uh, you can it's, of course um, check out uh, uh, Andy's Instagram to check on the check it out <laughs> live. Oh no, you can't. I'll no. stop the diary about it. Dean's brewing uh, <laughs> once more into the fray. Thirteen point three percent of holy moly in that can. I wonder how much of this will get edited out. Very no. little. Absolutely none. The point yeah. of this is to just do it and have a day off and be mellow. Yeah, and people will enjoy that. Well, hopefully. Yeah. If they don't, we did. That's true. Fair call. So b- before we drink more of this, which has lots of alcohol in it, mm. big question for you guys after having Steve and Nigel on from the Adelaide podcast for the last Brian Drunk. We were talking about you know commercialisation of podcasts and what's the role of marketing and what's good marketing. 
And it seemed mm. you guys were the next people to ask those questions to, who would also have you know, good insights from your career experiences. Well, due to the fact it's our business, we can't say much about it. Um, <laughs> so let, let's move on. <laughs> well, that ruined all my fun, Andy. No, 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 Bad no. man. Uh, um, the more marketing, the better is probably the good answer. <laughs> yeah, right to, me, to me, like, the thing is. you're about a marketing it, guy, Liam. So, the know. thing is, there's so much content out there. It really just comes down. The, most, the, the primary thing is to make good content. You can sell something. You can polish a turd, right? And you can roll it in glitter. But at the end of the day, it's still a steaming turd. And that, unless that, it's good content. And that's what the commercial radio stations you, you are finding out now. That's right. That's you. You. Everybody, look around you and and see what's happening at the commercial radio and TV stations around you. They have forgotten what their job was, and that's to provide good and potentially localized content. That's where podcasting has come in. Real, the gap. we've absolutely filled the gap with with more than you could ever listen to. You you could never listen to any all the podcasts that have been put out in your whole life if you stop right now and try to listen to every podcast. You'd die before you could hear them all. Well, how many podcasts are there on the network? There oh, on, the, on the network, there's sixty five. Sixty five. Oh, that's and what's we're growing all the time. time we're knocking people. We're knocking yeah, people man. back. Mm. And what's the normal release date? Sort of fortnightly for most people. It depends on the show. It really does. And some shows are, are, are different in that they are. We have even now been very lucky to get some let's call them archive type shows where there've been ra- shows that have been very popular on the radio, but kind of timeless, like yep. cool interviews with artists and that kind of thing yep. where we, we might, you know, bring in a whole bunch of shows in one hit. So it wouldn't be yep. like a weekly release. It, it could be, we could do that as well, but you know, a whole stack of content that's been made, built up over years with lots of cool, con- uh, you know, interviews and you know, musical type stuff as well, which is something we've been struggling with a little bit because of the licensing issue. Before we recorded this podcast, I had a bit of a whine to Tim about the fact that there was music playing on the speaker mm. and how that might cause hassles for us because it gets picked up on the uh, the software on the bots. <coughs> And Bad uh, causes bots. problems for you. In the USA. There you go. There you just ruined. Now, now we're getting. That is USA. so like the actual original. I can't yeah. tell the difference. We're going down for that yeah, one. We'll, uh, we'll cut. See, there you go. That's what it would sound like if um, we got picked up on. It would just cut out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah. you're a podcaster at home, uh, we do have a service starting up very shortly called podmusic.com.au. You're about you to sign a deal with. Uh, uh, Probably one of the world's largest distributors of production music to make sure that uh, that void Thank has been filled, uh, which includes a worldwide license. So no matter where you use it, it's all covered. You don't have to worry That's about amazing. all that. Podcast music. Opera. I'm going to say it right now. It's bullshit. Uh, we've all been through it before. Anyone in production or uh, media that have this had is going to do with the music. podcasters out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that'll be up and going definitely in the next little while. Because well, the thing that. about Andy and I, we've been doing this stuff for a while, and you know, just like any other podcaster, we've hit these road bumps and gone, God damn, that is annoying. Yep. You know, whether it's you know licensing of music, whether it's getting someone to be able to produce your show, whether it's being able to get people to hear your show in the first place, all that kind of stuff. We've 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 been there just like all of you other podcasters have, and so we've come up with a few little ideas that might help you. So you might want to check them out. Well, it's like I want to change the theme from of Blind Drunk to this commercial song from Enter Shikari called uh, Modern Living, and it's like we're alcoholics drinking gin and tonics, and I just like that line <laughs> as like it's a great the, line. thematic I mean, thing of like alcoholics. Yeah. Look into it because. Um, 
you could get away with just using that bit and use it as what they call a sting. Right. Right? Mm. So you might just actually get away with it between the music and us starting to talk sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of the time with licensing, I mean, we'll have to look this up again for podcasts and worldwide, but what happened in radio, it, you would only include it if it was over a certain amount of uh, yeah, time. That's so like a fair use thing. Yeah, yeah, fair use. You know, you're not using it to, you know, you're not selling the product or giving it away mm. for free. You're utilising it, promoting it and all that sort of shit. So you can get away with that. But also there was... Um, yeah, a, t- a time frame, say it could be 10 seconds, it could be 15 seconds, it could be under 30, uh, where you could get away with using a particular song. See, my understanding was that they let that kind of go on the radio land because they were already paying hectic so much fees. Money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, the thing that they're going to unfortunately encumber very soon is um, what we're preparing for by doing pod music and trying to educate people about licensing and all that sort of thing is uh, all their podcasts, which they have used all that music in, isn't covered by their license. It's not covered wow. by any of that stuff. They don't submit their app performs with podcasts each month. So, so, gonna, what? so sometime in the future, um, gonna it's going to catch up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, that's amazing that they've made enough lawyers and people who actually know what they're doing redundant that that well, just slipped through I mean, the with, cracks, with the lawyers, really. it's all about trying to get away with what they're doing. So they're coming up with, um, you know, holes in um, contracts, holes in their license and making sure that they can sniggle their way through. That is an awful approach to things. Why don't they just have someone tell them that they just can't get away with stuff? But, you know, there's there's this thing with new media, right, where, you you know, you have a situation like, um, you know, like, like we're just talking about here where they'll just play the commercial music and they've got their... 400,000 listens. Yeah, they get pulled down. Who cares? It's an old episode anyway. Mm. Nobody cares. They'll just make make a new episode, right? A bit like some of these big news outlets. They'll make these massive clickbait articles and they'll be ridiculous articles and everyone will go, what the hell? And they'll click it and they'll read it and it'll be a stupid article that actually is completely misleading. nothing. Mm. And they might even have to offer a retraction it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter because they've, they've already got, got, the, the, they got the clicks, right? They've already shown the ads. All the advertisers are yeah. happy. Everyone so that's won. that's an that's an mm. uh, kind of a new phenomenon in new media where it, you kind of can do the wrong thing, say sorry afterwards, but it doesn't really matter, right? Well, first semester, I had a student in my undergrad course that Tim did complex problem solving, and he said he went to a business ethics lecture where the lecturer made the point: what you need to do is a calculation. Does it cost more to do the right thing? Or does it cost more to do the wrong thing, get caught and pay the fine? If it's cheaper to do the wrong thing, get caught and pay the fine, do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And like, well, well, I mean, there, there's the commercial answer. That, that, that's how, you know, the uh, international, you know, medical big pharma works. Yeah, don't get, they, they know that they can make after. more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and they'll just say, sorry, move on to the next thing. What is it? Government does it, of doing you know? business. Better yeah, to yeah. Uh, uh, ask for permission than, uh, you know. Ask Sorry, better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's, I've had a well, couple of, you know. <laughs> um, that's behind the scenes. Like, that's what happened at com- when I worked in commercial radio. They would always tell us that. Yeah. Even though yeah. it felt like the wrong thing to do every single time. They're like, no. Um, just do it. Just do it. And uh, we'll fix it up afterwards. And luckily, they were backed by like a, a quite a large uh, financial institution, uh, which would just smash <laughs> any sort of media releases. Yeah. 
Yeah. Burdock. Yeah. Uh, Doc. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. yeah sorry. Some of the stuff that I wish I could say right now. But um, yeah. Uh, well, you can say we just run the beep permanently. <laughs> like, if you need to vent to, you just let us know. Like, yeah. listeners, if you hear the beep, fast forward about three minutes. Who are those dudes in suits ranking. with Sonny standing outside the window now? Oh, What's going on? Yeah. That's, that's just my security <laughs> detail. It's no, all fine. We'll just see a bloody uh, red dot appear on my head through the window, and then all of a sudden I won't be here anymore, and you need three mics instead of four. <laughs> be like, did Andy go? Yeah, you go. Is it the parasite? No, the uh, took no. him out. So, um, well, could and have been then the I start going all weird, but it was the parasite with me. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You get some here and there. But yeah, so podmusic.com.au, That's the place to be. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure if we're supposed to be like serious or. You know, no, I can, I do whatever the fuck you want. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about poverty while being mellow. Okay. Blind insights is sort of learn and be a bit serious. Yeah. This is learn and be a bit relaxed. Okay. So I still learn. But All I right. did learn a lot by listening to, uh, I've only heard the first half of the last blind drunk with uh, Steve and mm. his offsider. Yep. Still pretty deep for my mental conversation, to be honest. But with that's you. why I thought it'd be nice to ask you guys a bit about the marketing angle and stuff. Because yeah. You know, you practically are involved in it the same way Steve is. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we get to learn lots, but maybe the audience does too. But, what, you know, when he spoke about his little clients, uh, mm. was it a fishing or a tackle no, place he was, was talking yeah, about? No, it was a caravan yeah. park. Well, both. A, yeah. A tackle, oh, sorry. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah commercial, right, right, yeah, right, A fishing right. mob and yeah, a caravan park, so the, two different the, ones. The yep. one that I definitely heard was about the, the, uh, the fishing one. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he's 100% correct about all that he said and I've forgotten what he said but he's so right go back and re-listen to the last episode of Blind Drunk it was so awesome that Andy remembers without remembering it's because I've had that much stout for the first time in three years Um, (laughs) not being really drink cider and we don't want to bring this back to last episode but how's your poor tummy going to cope with beer Uh, I think it'll probably clog it up so it'll be fine Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah. So well, we're not going the same place as last time. No, right. um, IBS is fine if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Wait, see, I didn't ask. I wondered how stout would go. I could just so why is, why is stout okay? Because um, it's thicker, it's um, much more hoppier. Um, the, the fruits uh, release the... Um, <laughs> the balloon open, open the gates. Yeah, and they really they let open things the through. Gates. But um, mm. the stout, they slow things down. They make time so stout happier. sticks around. Makes time yeah. slow, right? Whereas IPA goes the way. Hey, yeah. I'm out. I don't have any beer. I've been sitting here without a beer for. A, I'm gonna say seven minutes. That's do we it. need drinks? Do we need a Liam pause? <laughs> All right. So you to go for to get a wedge. A, I tell you what. You guys carry on. I'll get a wedge and I'll come back. And then I'll give a review on whatever uh, I'm drinking. If uh, anybody cares. If you feel comfortable <laughs> to do that, that is fine. If anybody cares. Now, Andy, I'm expecting some kind of form of mates rates, obviously, when we get this pod music going. <laughs> no, but yeah. no, but seriously, uh, uh, David and I have been talking about trying to redo our, our themes for a little while. because yeah. um, Just to make them more and more distinctive, now we know what the product is. It's more so that we need to be able to tell the customer... We need to be able to tell the audience exactly what they're going to listen to when they listen to it because at the moment the theme is literally just some guitars. Yeah, but dude, yeah, okay. as a metalhead, I'm happy. Oh, it's it's fine, but like you could have the metal under. So you're referring to something like um, Blind Drunk, where we sit down and yeah, you know, pretty much, and yeah. sit place. down. Yeah, we're we sitting <laughs> down. <laughs> we're down while we're sitting. Yeah, we're what? sitting while we're down. One's blind, one's drunk. It's blind drunk. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yes. Is that what you mean? Does that work? Is that a good decision for us? That particular, well, what I just said, no. No. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I think we should go to the boardroom and have a bit of a think about that. Um, but definitely, yeah, 100%. Um, that's part of your marketing. 
Right. Like it, you could turn that into a promo, which you can then run everywhere. Yeah, but I would much rather, you know, Blind Insight's a haphazard guide to life. Yeah. Over a, you know, screaming solo. Yeah, yeah. And, but, then, like. but then you can also say over a couple of beers at the end yeah. of it. Well, that you could know, be the like, Blind Drunk version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blind Drunk, still learning, but relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, the voice yeah. everyone. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will get you. To, that's actually a really neutral way to do it because I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, is, is it better to get David to say it? Is it better to get me to say it? It's like, it's better to just get someone else to yeah, say it. Yeah, if you get someone else to say it, it sort of breaks it up a bit. Are we talking about imaging now? Yeah, pretty yes. much. Yeah, yeah, podcast imaging. Blind drunk. There you go, guys. You can use that. It's totally <laughs> yeah. bright. Just, just, just leave the money on the fridge. <laughs> More importantly, leave the beer in the fridge. That's right. Otherwise, there can be no more blind drunk. <laughs> uh, what did you order, Liam? Uh, I, I ordered Pirate Life Mosaic. Oh, oh yes. you're going super fruity awesomeness. Yeah, yeah I like that. It's I'm good. My old clean palate. I can't go, going off the back of a stout to something like that is is ballsy. That's what I do. Well, I, I just call it wacky. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wacky guy. Oh, Sorry, it's just the background sounds ex- almost exactly like a yeah, little background. laughter. Yeah. <laughs> the table behind us clearly are on helium. Yeah, that, there's, there's a bit of a cackling crowd nearby. It's, it's Once again, like being at Ferran Square, it's lovely to hear people having fun. Yeah, but atmosphere. Now, something we talked about at Ferran Square, and you know, Nigel and Steve did a very literal description of the environment. Gentlemen, describe what's the place like if people want to drive up the hill. Uh, it's a beautiful old pub uh, that's obviously been renovated at some point. Pretty but, much, uh, really. It's, I'd say, beautiful. With an annex mm. on the front. <laughs> with a boo tiffle. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it is. It's a fancy place. You know what? It's a fancy place to take a first date to impress them. Ooh, that's a good way yeah, to yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know it's a I'm great saying? place for birthdays with friends. Yep. Yeah. That's why. Especially this booth that we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, true. When's your birthday, Andy? Uh, June 28th. Oh, damn, we missed it next year, dude. Yeah. No, it's a late birthday. Today's Happy my birthday. birthday too. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> too, Andy. <laughs> Andy's older, but that's okay. Thanks, guys. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> no one but me saying, so they just don't care, dude. Nah, but your own birthday has probably become insignificant for the both of you when you both have newborns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or especially mine, uh, born around my birthday as well. Yeah. Both of them. And right. so you just become insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Dad will go buy a drill and then wrap it up and give it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's become that. Can I really and imagine Andy and a drill? Yeah. You, did you buy yourself a drill? Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. To do drilly things. Really? Yeah. What this brand? is actually a real mission. Uh, Ryobi. I, yeah, I've, I've got that, you know, the, the fluoro one with all the battery yeah, packs the and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 18 uh, volt, of course. Mm. Yes, yeah, mm. I can't afford the, the other one. Yep, the 20 volt or whatever. Yep. Yep. So the real you, good shit. Do you have yeah. a tool belt? Uh, he does, but it's only for sex. <laughs> yes, damn you. I was <laughs> going to say you, that. I got you. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see you wanted to do yeah, it. I'm sorry I didn't yeah. you out. That's all right. You know, that's, that's what the effort. That's what I'm There doing. we go. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I can I didn't do... ask if he has a bag to put over his head. I asked if he had a tool belt. <laughs> uh, I don't have a uh, yeah, tool belt. Right. Mm. But I've got a toolbox. So <laughs> gave him an opportunity. Yeah. And of course he took it. Yeah. I, I just wanted to mention to the listeners that uh, much much like Liam, I have burned my way through both of the stouts that or two of the three stouts that I started off the podcast with. 
and now I'm on my third, and I wanted to just quickly go into a little bit of detail to Deeds Brewing, even though they will never care and listen to this, but the listeners, it's important. Because you may find these cans, and if you do, kill anyone that gets between you and the can. It is important for the lineage of the podcast. This is the Once More Into the Fray limited edition, and by the way, it looks very, I want to say up your alley, David. It reminds me very much of... Um, What's that book about? Uh, the Fear Bubble. It mm. reminds me so it's very, very much Anne Middleton, of that. is it? Yeah, because it's literally this man in obviously you know uh, mountaineering clothing walking into um, some kind of snowy, um, desolate hell. So it's doing Everest, the beer yeah. for Everest. And uh, it's uh, an imperial stout was aged in uh, bourbon barrels for twelve months, resulting mm. in thick chocolate notes backed by vanilla, coconut, whiskey, and oak. And I must say that particularly I taste the whiskey and the coconut, and it would be like if someone put whiskey in a coconut milk. Mm, That's kind of how I would describe it. Is that a thing? I wonder. It could well be when we have our own bar. How do you think they get the coconut in there, the flavour? Like, obviously, it's something they do to it, right? Mm. Like, whether it be the timing they pull out the hops or whatever. Or they've put in some sort of chemical to get that. I don't know. Maybe they just put coconut in. Oh, no, okay, I just literally I chuck was, a whole coconut. No, no, no. <laughs> I was reading a book about brewing. Okay. And the coconut taste does come out at a certain point about when you put hops in. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yep. It wow. was hops related, not malt related, if I remember correctly. That's right. It's it's to do with the things you put in the beer, of course. But, like, yeah. so, for example, you have, like, a, you know, the, the, the golden stout time, like, or, like, a chocolatey, mm. ice creamy stout. They'll put like lactose in there with the mm. dark, dark kind of grains, etc., and it'll give you kind of a certain, mm. certain Again, flavor. Lactose gives you that incredible texture too. Mm. But I don't think anything we've drunk today admits to lactose, and normally they'll tell you because mm. yeah, there's too many people that are lactose yeah. intolerant now. So the fact is that it, it seems like everything we've drunk today is still genuinely a stout. Now the thing is, last time we had a deeds brewing on the on the podcast, they were three standard drinks a can. Um, I've just read this one, and this is four point seven. Yeah, you've gone to silly land. Four point seven. Was the other drink. one a three thirty, and this one a? No, no, no. no, no. It, it was, was just less a, crazy. Yeah, forty. Okay, the, but that yeah, was quite Lamington, crazy at the time. Yeah, the you had two Brown of those, Island. and you were pretty flipping off your. We chops. was all pretty happy by the end of that one. And okay. that that literally had raspberry put into the. Yeah, the, the they crushed something like a hundred pounds of raspberries. That was ridiculous. Into the wort. Now, four points. I've just realised that that's closer to five drinks, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in this, in that one glass you've got in front of you, <laughs> yeah. and then the, the wine glass of stout, you've got about one and a half to two, probably. Yep. Um, so, because we're going really heavy this this uh, this podcast, we've been. Why, Liam? Do you have chocolate? Andy gave me this chocolate. I don't really know why. Why, why did you have this chocolate and give it to me? I was trying he to get you into the cho- bus. <laughs> he was luring me. Um, no, he gave me this no, chocolate yeah. picky. What happened, right? We're, we're buying our bus tickets. This is the come up from here. the guy in the deli. We got a bus here, everybody. No expense spared. Yeah, <laughs> on the Ozcast network, everybody. What guarantees <laughs> that no one could have the dumb idea of trying to drive back? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's no, the reason. Uh, but what happened? The guy working at the uh, Quickie nice Mart, Quickie Mart, um, where we bought the tickets from, thought we were entertaining. Yep, and he's like, here. Have lollies. Have some chocolate. And I've actually got David's... Oh, he literally just gave them to you. Yeah, he gave yeah, me yeah. chocolates. That's and, amazing. And Andy gave me. So I've had them second hand. Mm. Uh, this one's actually melted in a squash, but it'll be good for later <laughs> on if you... It's been warmed. Big I'm going to say they're called Loca Minis Creme KO. And I believe just by the ingredients on the bottom... 
I believe we are dealing with an it's it's an Italian language product, but they've also got this, a picture of the Swiss Alps on the packet. Yeah, but dude, it depends what time you're looking at. Also, what direction you're looking at them from. There is the Swiss side of the border. Ah, oh, so I'm, it's tough. I don't know what to say about that. So we're we're eating loca biscuits, everybody. Yeah, and so they're pretty I much might dip one in my beer. Due, due to the fact that I received them for free, they're our gift to you for thanking us for coming on the podcast <laughs> today. So there's one for you too, Tim. It's a vanilla flavoured one there, I think, or some sort you. of tropical it's, one. It's not vanilla, it's vanilla It sure is. I cannot is. confirm if they're not poisoned, but... Uh, I can't confirm their food. There's no... How do I tell if I can eat Well, this? I think you should eat one. Over the panel especially. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spill it on the panel. All I'm so saying... Well. Hey, uh, by the way, this is supposed to be a beverage show, right? And I've just got another beer. Shall I take a... Taste everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah. yes. yes. Should I make some mouth noise, everybody? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he was too. What does like it sound like when a two-year-old sips from the no, sip It's actually cup. delicious, but I just kind of inhaled a little bit of it. So I was trying to be funny. Well, he's just trying to make, He's trying to make beer go across the brain barrier. <laughs> I'm trying to get the beer across the brain blood barrier. Yeah, basically the, the little critter in this. Is that going, what it is? Yeah. The blind ba- blind the, the blood brain barrier. The blind blood. You have one more drink and the then you another barrier. crack. It's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long, a okay. long way to oh. We shouldn't sing. No, we should. I don't want to get done for copyright infringement. Oh, that song sounds old enough that it's pre-copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it's possibly fine. is. Yes. <laughs> now, was it the parasite that told you to drink the beer? No, no, it's the it's, oh. the it's the voices. Can I flex my new language thing that I've learnt? Hit us. Um, before we start our next sip, slauncher, slauncherva, slauncherva. Is that like death or glory? It's 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 it Irish is, for cheers. It's basically Irish for cheers, and sometimes with good health, or sometimes they have different suffixes. Maybe she's like cheers, don't they now? Basically. Yeah. All right, let's go around. Let's play. <laughs> go around in circles until, and you're out until you can say cheers in a different language. Shit, I only know about three. All right. <laughs> you're, you're next. It's, we're going around the circle. You're next, David. Yucky da, which is Welsh. Wow. Is, is Wel- Welsh and Irish, are they both not Gaelic? Is that not? They are different breeds in of the Gaelic. same family. But I see. I'll say uh, Nastrovi, okay. which is Czech. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is such a shit game. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, we out. haven't done English yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm just out. Cheers. Yeah. Kampai. Yep, that's the only one, the other one that I know. Oh. So. They used to call me that at school as well. Kampai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a something. A there, I was, there I was thinking of the Danish word for cheers and hearing Kim Sorensen saying it and it was nearly in my head until he made that stupid gag. <laughs> my bad. And he's going to cost me thinking of a Danish word. Skull. Ha. There you oh, go. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a Viking it, of you to say it, that. Is, is Skull, uh, Skull. Like over a few countries? Because I had a Norwegian that used to live with me and she used to say that whenever we drank. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty universal. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Scando. 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 Here we go. Because I'm wearing a Cambodian brewery. He's wearing the brewery, kids. He's not actually wearing a t-shirt. Chong Moy. Ah, Chong Moy. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stole all my words. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting. Here. I don't know. I don't know anymore. 
I feel this is this is just a Liam game. Of no, 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 no. We're not doing it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not doing David, it anymore. David, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't have any more. Okay. So we okay. Can, Liam Pro- gets the Prost, final one. Prost. Prost. We've represented that's, nine that's countries. That's like now. Germany and Holland. And maybe a few okay. others. Well, I mean, the good thing about that game is it'll get us into all the other languages in the podcast world. That's right. We've just actually opened doors for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. And yeah. that's what we do here at the Oscast Network. I, so I, I'd like to think that we've just opened ourselves up to uh, gaining maybe a few other places litigation, on the Litigation, all kinds of things. Litigation. <laughs> no, I want to avoid litigation. It's a good thing to avoid litigation. Well, I mean, this week you, you landed a spot on Savan in India. Oh, yeah. You guys are famous in what, India. What does that mean? It's two companies coming like together as one. one. Um, it's the Indian um, Spotify, Spotify, if you will. Right. You and another company coming together. Okay. Yeah. And so is that uh, a big podcast it's the, Telst- it's the Telstra yeah. and Spotify of India coming together and bringing you some podcasts. Not like T-Series or something. Well, yeah. So like Savan was the Indian Spotify. Right. And then Geo was like a telecommunications yeah, company or something. Yeah, I think it was like a, a big Telstra type yeah. company. Do you and think it's come together just Telstra? Because it seems that most of the people that work for Telstra... Nah, they don't want to be that smart. Um, it goes the other way around, remember? They buy right. us. Right, um, right, 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 right. So... Yeah. Could be Singtel. If you're also, you're also, um, you can get this podcast on iVooks in all Spanish languages. iVooks? Kind of countries. Versus iVooks. <laughs> kind of countries. I love it's, it. the, uh, it's the Spanish language <laughs> podcast app. Yes. I must admit that our listens from Brazil are much, are much that's higher. That's Portuguese, than dude. Come on. Yeah, come on. That's getting more complicated. Nando's. But, I'm, but it's, I, I believe up. it's we almost mutually in, intelligible, right? We do well in Brazil. No, we don't. I was just. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I've got no concept why we do. There's no we, beach culture. It's because we're we talked about Jess's adventure in. It won't be, nearly been kidnapped in Colombia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're, we're on Deezer as well, which is the French. Uh, is that the, French? The no French kidding. Uh, that sound, that's probably the most grotesque word I've ever heard. That doesn't sound French at all. I'm on the Deezer network. Well, you're not going to make yourself popular with the French with that kind of attitude, mate. You know? Just call them there. Their app. Oh, notification. Sounding. We're now down. Let's we're down. We're down. Getting ready. Yeah? We bought your submarine. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sexy. Like a submarine. Now, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to eat this. More importantly, hopefully, this question. does it for the show. Questionable biscuit. I love the commitment. That's frankly. And that biscuit magic. has been warmed up in my pocket for the last three hours. Mm, How's it doing there? Biscuit. It's just how I like it's it. It's like a dessert, isn't it? Front mm. or back pocket, Andy? <laughs> uh, front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Could you feel mm. that slight extra warmth from the balls or... Uh, I no, shouldn't have said that. With your, with your classy listeners here, they didn't need to hear that, did they? No, they needed to hear testicles. <laughs> Small the shaft. It was... It was <laughs> near the... What's near that? The, um, uh, okay. What's that violence Soho lyric? It's like... Um, this um, is salty. No. <laughs> uh, um, a, uh, a, pussy, a pussy is a piece of skin in a pocket. Wow. Didn't think that was coming out today. That was... Holy moly. I thought something like that, that would come out of our episode or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole episode will be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because well, that's your front pocket, right? Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah, one yeah. way to look at it for sure. Well, yeah. not mine, but Definitely. someone else, I guess. <laughs> you could do that. Not unless you're a kangaroo. That's, yes. Mm. Thank you. Is that their only one, though? 
Have they got more than one? Oh, no. Have they got a back it's, pocket? That's it. Got, <laughs> how many pockets? <laughs> <How many? laughs> All right, now I'm interested. Have they got, a, have they got one of those, like, coin slots? Now I'm interested <laughs> in <laughs> kangaroo anatomy. I've seen wallets made out of their ball bags. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen key rings. Yep. Scrotal key rings. I'm glad my life is simple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't How need do you, to know about marsupials to be guys, happy. You know, you know those, you know those people that have the like the silver nuts attached to their tow bars on cars. What yeah, do you, I've seen what that. Do, do you sell them? No, we don't. Okay. I get asked about it at work all the time. Really? I like, people I like how one slightly hangs slightly lower to the other. So you can have testicles other. on your car. Oh, really literally. Good. Yeah. yeah, they hang, they dangle. And they lean into corners. Well, na- naturally, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's a centrifugal force, of course. Well, yeah. I think naturally when they unload, they unload ball by ball. So they go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. That's why one's naturally usually bigger than the other because you've just offloaded one. <laughs> right. Is that, can you explain that for the listener? Uh, unloading ball bags? No, no, the, 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 the kind of things you're talking about here. Uh, uh, I know, but I think you should explain uh, it in okay. detail. So there is, I guess, a kind of person out there who's particularly interested in grotesque kinds of humour. Maybe, maybe that's a little unfair. Is it in the car culture or is well, it just a general thing? It's, it's just a general thing. Well, it could just be a Freudian thing that they're stuck in their grope-it phase. There's just something, True. There's True. Just something that's really attractive about attaching a pair of human testicles covered in chrome to the back of your car. No, no. That's different. That is, I won in war. He died. This is not that. Well, no, they're, they're fake testicles. So yeah, but that then it, that then takes out that whole initial value of the first example, right? So then, isn't it isn't is it just then virtue signalling for actually I can't rip a pair of testicles off a person, so therefore well, I these are mine. I've outsourced them. Who knows? Right, right. I've outsourced. <laughs> I've outsourced the the collection of testicles <laughs> to my car. To yeah. I can look. I can see on Tim's face that he's starting to regret going down this tangent. He's going, wait, oh, oh wait, okay. It's not really sounding out as I thought it would. And, uh, kind of. Can we just? Yep. This is the point where you say, "Put the testicles back in the glove box." Yeah. Well, that's, I, I, I know that's the ones I you're tell, talking about. That's though. what I tell the customers. That's well, put the <laughs> testicles back in the glove box. Yeah. I just thought. That so, was what important. else should we talk about? No, you just go. Here's a chroming kit. <laughs> Off you go. Just ask really it nicely. Sting a little. Just ask your wife. <laughs> or a lot. Ask your wife really nicely to have your testicles back so you can cover them in chrome. Yeah, and yeah that's right. Yeah, she'll lend them to you. Yeah, but here's a, here's a fake um, number plate that says "cuck" on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that through Liam actually. Oh, that okay, worked. that's Didn't great. We appreciate that, mate. Well, Liam, you're a great guy on that one. Because <laughs> no, no, I didn't know what it meant. Oh wait, and so you just looked at Liam and no, thought, oh, no, 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 no. Liam was Liam explained Educating. to me what it was. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Liam, as, I, I found the, in a dictionary. As, right, right, right. So as the um, as the expert on on cuckolding. Oh, oh wow! Oh, wow! Jeez! Would you? Would you <laughs> wow! Would you, you like to explain? How for did the we get here? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Andy didn't do it. Someone um, else did. It was me. Is it the cuckoo bird? Really? It come, the word comes from the. The word root is to do with the cuckold, the, the cuckoo bird, right. which goes ahead and I believe steals the nest of another bird. It just plops an egg in there. Yeah, it plops an egg in there. It's kind of just kind of... If that's not the answer, that is a really good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Mm. It's you more should have your own Wikipedia page with that. <laughs> Because that's perfect. Is this Liam's what the show's about? I don't even know. Like, we don't need to go down the L dog 
road of... Well, look, if, if everyone's gone through 50 minutes of what we've spoken about so far, this is a, a president a at the totally end. totally legitimate way to get <laughs> yeah. to an end point. It's, yeah. So that's been Blind Insights, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liam's running out of beer and running out of... No, I've still got like about. a third of a beer. Got to say, though, that uh, Ms. Uh, Mosaic... Yeah, it was my first probably non-commercial beer that His I've ever had. proper beer. Yeah, yeah, and it was fantastic. And I only bought it because of the can, the way it looked. Yeah, so the nice, pan on it, it has nice labelling. Yeah. Well, you know, when it comes to a beer, the first thing you see is, of course, the label, and you do judge a book by its cover. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. Well, it's, it's, well, it would be disingenuous to say that you don't. Not necessarily that you have to, but anyone mm. says that they don't judge a book by mm. its cover is lying. Now, of course, someone might describe Unless they're David. Yes, the Thank David has a, has a special power in this respect, and it, it's almost like if somebody says to you what it tastes like, then you can know. But mm. for the most part, you go and I haven't seen that one before. I'll have that. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Which is why it's really important for what is it? Uh, it's, is it a big shed? Who are the ones that put the crazy colours and graphic design on? A there? lot of them now do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of Little Bang do a lot of that too. Yeah, and it's um, kind of a thing, life, isn't it? Big Shed mm. Brewery do a heap of it too. Bit like with the cherry popper. Every, every kind of craft brewery. That's really weird, right? right? Because you imagine that those kinds of places rely on people knowing, rely on a customer base that are really passionate about alternative beers, yet. They are. Uh, we actually got our desserts, I think. Yeah, I think um, we've yeah. done that. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, we'd be happy yeah. to eat more. more. But. <laughs> 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 uh, shout uh, out again should, to the crepers. They're great. Them. They're giving so us we're double give desserts. Us more dessert. We should have started eating it and then got them to come in all. Oh, and then that <laughs> would have been great. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. What happened? Yeah. That's no, right. so this whole idea that people drink you know, interesting beers because they're into beer. No. They drink interesting beers because they're after novelty and they like uh, beer and there's a new beer. 100%. So, you know, so, liking beer and novelty are two different things, but they impact on it. It's just like when the, when the Fruit Shocks beer came out, when uh, the yeah. uh, Gay Time beer came yep. out, um, everyone got into that. So if you can have novelty, but it turns out to be good, that's the real win. Yeah. Well, also the thing is with the craft brew industry, let's be honest, there is a whole shit ton of different brands out there and if you don't look pretty, then you are going to put yourself well, I mean, behind the eight ball, aren't you? To give an example, it's just like the Ozcast Network to the big commercial podcast corporations. Mm-hmm. We're the cool new media coming through the place. Super fucking cool, everybody. Way cooler than all their old bullshit. And uh, that's the same with the beer, the beer stuff. Like all those little breweries coming out, all the craft beer brewers, uh, they've got really good ideas that the mm. commercial players would never put into play. Mm. And they have worked, and then you'll find like Cooper's... Sorry, Bigger companies would come out with their cool. They'll bleep that shit out. <laughs> yeah. uh, like they'll try to come out with cooler versions of their products uh, to keep up with the the smaller guys because they're right. doing way better. And or look yeah. at Cooper's XPA. Yeah, that's Perfect right. Example like <laughs> trying to be cool. Trying oh to be my cool. god, David, you're swearing everywhere. <laughs> come on, David. Really, this is really immature of you. Please. <laughs> at this point, I'm just going to say bottom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, look at Cooper's XPA. I mean, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> a perfect example of, come on, everyone else has done it for 10 years in the craft business. Yeah. And suddenly Cooper's go, oh, people like, like a pale with more flavour. Yeah. Mm. It, it's it wasn't like, a big leap, but for them, it seemed to be such a big leap. And they marketed it like they had taken, look what we discovered. 
No, well, look th- what you hadn't discovered for a decade. Think of it this it's way. It's a very nice beer, but it was 10 years late. We, we, like, I'm taking it back to podcasting again because it's the example I'd use when we, when we talk about our business comparing it to other people is the big corporations are like the, t- the Titanic or a massive boat. We're a little speedboat that can turn and manoeuvre our way and change quickly and, you know, really change with whatever the... We're nimble. Yeah, we're nimble, like whatever the... Um, culture or you know the world is doing same thing with the beer companies uh, a company like that they can't turn around mm. quickly mm. a mass product that looks cool to and then market all their other stuff differently when the little guys can mm. and so probably, many factors as well when you're a big beer company yeah like it's all well and good if you're a homebrew or like a, a you know a mm. micro brewer type place to go oh let's let's make this really cool trendy beer with cool ingredients for our yeah. art. But if you're a big big beer company like Cooper's, the largest Australian-owned beer company, you can you have to make sure you have a good supply chain that you can you can actually make mm. that beer long term. Yeah. And if you can't, you can't you make don't the beer. Even right. Start unless yeah. you're going to call it a limited edition. And yeah. that's a slippery slope. Which is what they're doing with this hazy paler. Yeah. Here's a question, a beer-related question that I think might be South Australian-related. Who else, apart from Coopers and Pikes, mm. both South Australian breweries, by the way, makes a sparkling ale? It's yeah. a pretty rare thing. It's a great style, by the way. Very popular What's here in Adelaide. Drunk style. The fucking oath. Mm. I mean, from what I hear, <laughs> because it's like, oh, some flavour, whack of alcohol, and about the third one, you realise you need to start working differently. Really when they easy to drink. Yeah, dangerously. Yeah, considering yeah. its alcohol content. Now, every, and another good reason to come to Crafers around Christmas is these guys often have Cooper's release some aged sparkling. Ah, uh, yes. It's been an oak for a year. Very that stuff. I don't uh, like it out they, of the bottle. They age it in the, in the, in the barrels. In the barrels. Because I remember that the Austral Hotel in Adel- in the central part of Adelaide. In Rundle Street. Used to. And they do on, actually on tap sell aged sparkling ale. But back in the olden days, and probably that I'm talking about like 10 years ago or so. They used to they used to buy a whole big batch of uh, sparkling ale long necks, put them under their bed for a year, just forget about them, and then sell them. They'd always sell them a year or two late, Mm. and so you'd have eight. So they were just the normal, but they'd been aged, and they were delicious, and sold at the similar prices you normally would pay. Which Mm. meant they just had a little warehouse somewhere, and it wasn't too much of a cost, but it made the punters happy. Fucking beautiful. And you would imagine that the people listening to this podcast are at least somewhat invested in alcohol in the, in the ways that they understand that alcohol and food are social, mm. social lubricants. Yeah. So in the ways that they, in the ways that they invest in and really food nice and alcohol as ways to connect to other people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like how else can you try something completely new for 40 bucks? Exactly. Uh, and, and tastes like chocolate. By the way, mm-hmm. Crafers with, uh, I, I believe the gentleman said to me at the, at the front, 10,500 bottles of wine. Oh, the wine room is amazing. And not only that, but a decent whiskey shelf, a pretty decent gin shelf. The beer, the beer range the is beer impressive. range on tap is impressive and the beer range off tap is impressive. And the kitchen is great. Well, the kitchen is great. What a great place to come. Escargo, everybody. Get mm. yourself some uh, some delightful Snail snails. Up. Avoid you your bus Snail up. You can catch the bus. Grab here. yourself a beer and live the dream at the Crafers Hotel. <laughs> they yeah. owe me 50 bucks for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Is, this is the We'll media. send them the bill afterward. But uh, I was a big fan of the Sterling, but um, I'm now converted. I so, had, yeah, that's a nice The Sterling's had a lot of money spent on it, so it's very different to what it once was. Mm. That was a real dive 10, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, they make a good pizza, but mm. beyond that, I think it's pretty shallow. And their bottle shop's pretty good. 
David, I'd like to talk about formally on the podcast. Formally? I'd like to formally address... I'd like to formally address how gin is just a really shit drink. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something about gin that I I thought about recently? Gin is a really easy to make booze, but it's also the booze... That if you were really interested in botanicals, is your thing is the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, so I don't well, really like gin it's, very much. It's the only thing that you can make sat, like taste good single distilled, right? Is the idea? Well, it's fucking just they literally just. Well, there's a gin distillery in Kangaroo Island that I mm. went to recently, and I've been going there for a while, right? Over the years, and the, it really is just they br- they buy the booze that the, the actual the ethanol or whatever it is. It's and just a basic, you know, grain-based white spirit. And just put flavour in it. No, you run it through the still one more time with the botanicals. With the botanicals. Is the proper right. way. So, in real terms, by the time it's finished, as I understand it, you've got it distilled once to make alcohol, distilled the second time to pick up the flavours. Mm. Oh, okay, so, so double distilled. Yeah. So, uh, there was... Because th- th- there's a bit of a YouTube kind of consensus that gin... Sorry, that whiskey lovers are, uh, will, will drink gin. No, yeah. I would argue the opposite. That you know, my wife is a gin person. She likes good gin, and I will happily have a gin and tonic with her in summer. I don't mind sipping a good, a good gin like Applewood or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. from Gumaraka, just straight with a slice of cucumber and a piece of strawberry floating in it. Mm-hmm. But I've had one, and that's enough for the next year. Mm. See, my my theory about gin is that everything is made up. Uh, so long as you're not buying like the terrible, cheapest stuff you can get from your local bottle. As long as you're buying like a decent bottle, you're talking, you know, like your $50 and up, $50 between $80 kind of range, Australian, that really it's about what tonic you pair with. Yeah, but tonic is what's massively underrated historically. Mm. Oh, let's just use the cheapest, sweetest one. No. No. And again, that's my point, really. If a gin's good, I want it in a glass, you know, a shot of gin and a slice of cucumber. Give me that fucking quinine, everybody. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the other good thing about a gin, like a quality, like once you've got a decent kind of gin, it's a good base. So you can like, you know, at home especially, you throw a bit of gin, a bit of even soda water if you wanted. Don't want to use tonic. Mm. You can put some thyme in there. You can put some. You could put you rosemary could just keep in there. Botanicing it up. You could do anything. You could put any kind of herb in there, and it's it, you go. That's that's cool. But is gin by itself sophisticated? That's the question, really. Isn't They're trying it? to make it sophisticated. Yeah, right, yeah, this not. is the thing. Is like, is it, I mean, even, yeah. even at Crafers, not that I want to knock them because they've been very hospitable and I've really enjoyed being here. They have a gin wall. Yeah, but that's because the customer base want a gin wall. Absolutely. Because I suppose the positive with this is, and it goes back to why do people like you know, crazy beer and crazy beer labels? It's the I like beer and I need novelty. And mm. gin is very much gin suffering novelty. from novelty. Yeah. So if we look at you know, basic gins, they're either more lemon or they're more herbaceous they're one or the other but you can have infinite division in that and infinite ways to individuate your identity by which gin you drink mm-hmm. so it really does suit a culture of individuation through consumption mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. it's all about being the most instagrammable drink yes precisely ever. so that's why they're coming out with the purple gins with violets yeah. through the them and is, stuff why is it, it it's so frustrating because it's like buying the um i don't know if listeners know about this but i'll quickly give them an education Apple, at present, Apple, the computer company, is making a ridiculous professional production computer. And it is a ridiculous cost 
to the point where the wheels that you would attach to such a, a machine cost a thousand US dollars. The wheels for the computer cost a thousand US dollars. Why does a computer have wheels? Well, because so you can roll it in and out of the desk that you're in in your it's professional so situation. Big stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gumby. Oh, so <laughs> the wheels cost a thousand dollars. There is a halo effect around these kinds of products. Well, that isn't, it, isn't it basic economics where you make it so expensive that people want to do it? And even if they just even if they I sell. Could. Yeah, even if they sell 100, that's better than trying to sell a million. That's yeah. right. That's to get right. the same profit mark. That's right. So, it, it, yeah, exactly the same kind of thing because, you know, the wheels probably cost them something like 10 bucks to make, you know, even if they are brush deal or whatever the hell they are. But it, it, I feel very much the same way about gin. There is a kind of halo effect where you can, you can pay a ridiculous amount for a bottle of gin or even a glass of it. Heck, you're like, if you're paying 12 bucks for a glass of gin and you're getting 20, 20 glasses out of a bottle... Man, they're making it's a, a massive profit margin out of that, by the way. So I suppose the thing is too, and this comes down to how educated is the public. So if, if we all look back to being very like, you know, young adults, which Tim still is, initially you pick your beverage of choice. In my case, it was whiskey. Then as you have more money and more knowledge, you try and buy better and better and better. But at some point, what creeps in is the ha-ha value. Yeah. That you've had the 15 and 18-year-old bottles. Mm-hmm. And then at a point you go, if I look at how much bang I'm getting for buck, the return's actually quite poor. And eventually you go the other way and go, what is the best value I can find? What is the best value good one I can find? Mm -hmm. What is the best value midpoint? And it seems gin is very much targeted at the group of people who are trying to individuate by what they drink and are still in that race to have the most unique or amazing of something, not the best bang for buck. Yeah. Because I'd argue best bang for buck in gin is Applewood, whatever, 65 a bottle, Everything's right, nothing's wrong. You're supporting a local maker, pretty much as far as I'm concerned, end of story. But if you're into bang for bucks, I mean, goon's a big thing as well, isn't it, everybody? <laughs> well, I mean, you that, can't that, that could be the next, goon, But I mean, that, that could be the next thing that becomes cool for that uh, 18 to, yeah. to 33 That's sort of welcome uh, stage. I welcome Goon of Fortune again, just like the good old yeah. days. Well, they could sell the board game and they could go <laughs> gangbusters and all of a sudden cooler bars back in the, in the cool zone. <laughs> You know? mm. <laughs> Sorry. Fruity I remember oh, going to a barbecue <laughs> once and a guy walked in and he had a catering pack of Stanley's pressings. Ooh, baby. So I think it's 20 litre in a bag in a box. Far Pubs to sell, you know, like home red wine. And it's basically any red in Victoria that was available went in the Stanley's press. Yeah, yeah. And ends up in the bag in the box. And I thought, I'm going to have a glass of that to start the night, which means I won't have one to finish the night. It was a very good decision because it wasn't bad and everything after it was better and then it went home. It was a good summary of the The evening. way you should live your life. Yep. Mm. Start with the worst, <laughs> move up and know when to go home. There's something really interesting about comparing alcohols by alcohol content in terms of what you pay for it. Yeah, but it depends how much fiddling isn't that hey, there is isn't, making. Uh, doesn't your brain automatically calculate that You know, when purchasing? I don't think that's true because no. we tend to think that whiskey is more expensive than wine, but per alcohol content it actually ends up it in, some, in some ways cheaper. Mm. Yeah, And mm-hmm. you, can get, you can get better whiskey, you know, dollar for dollar than wine mm. but of course if you buy in bulk if you're talking about whiskey volume yeah then you get you're not gonna buy 12 mm. bottles at a time whereas you might do that with wine mm. Mm. well we probably shouldn't that we get more cool stuff at the right price and that's the next episode of blind drunk 12 <laughs> bottles of whiskey for dudes how bad can it end christ sorry oh my dog well you can say christ <laughs> <laughs>
No, it's it's been my it's been my latest thing, and I I I, I oh, my dog. I would no that's no. That's a David. That's thing. a David thing. Do you know that that's a? Do you know that that is a very esoteric uh, podcast um, thing from actually one of my favorite podcasts called The Big Three, or in more modern terms, uh, simply Don the podcast. Uh, Worshipping dog is something. No, I've been saying oh my dog for thirty years. So is I it because up. it's back to front God? Yes. Well, and just because of the fact I know some very committed religious people, and I've always found it interesting around and go, "Oh my dog, shut up!" Well, it would be <laughs> it would be nice to be able to stop myself from are saying, you, uh, "Are you? <laughs> what are you doing?" If you had some clinking audience, I just poured one of my stouts into another one of my stouts. But it's I completely tight. Ty- we're talking blending. absolute dregs, though. Yeah, we're talking yeah, mills here. We're talking like under We're talking, we're we're talking is, drops. The more liquid something is, as in the more liquid of it, the more I will get out of it when I try to pour it into my mouth. So pouring one dreg into another dreg will mean that I actually we, harvest more alcohol. This, this show's really taken a turn, hasn't it? You know what? At well, the Ramsgate, when I used to work there... Uh, we used to have a girl there that would used to be called the Beer Baron, and she would go around and get all the dregs of people's beers. When it was a biker pub, all the bikers would be there with oh, all their no. beers with like uh, their dregs in the bottom, and she'd just walk around uh, collecting cigarettes and drinking the beer out of it. And of she course, was the Beer Baron. Uh, uh, another uh, you know version of such a delight would be going around you know getting the trays under the taps and uh, the old oh. drip tray, and uh, Ooh, just making yeah. sure you that didn't go to waste. Yep, that's a cocktail of choice right there. That's, uh, that's so wrong. You never know what you're going to get. And most of it will be odd. Well, definitely coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. mm. And plenty of other things that were on I the mean, cigarette. Would you, though, if you were pouring all beers, like, would it just not be... be a lot of about it, it's a mix of dreg, hand-touched combination beers. Uh, well, yeah. And Sat there all day, warming up. Would you say that the head of a beer... If you had to drink a full glass of that, that would be super bitter, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, is, is yeah, it good so. or not? Well, there's some. There must be some. That's what are we full of? <laughs> well, it's the head, you know, <laughs> people, just a lot of heads. Head. The head of the beer is the head. If you separated a liter of head from a liter of solid <laughs> beer, is it more bitter of the same beer? Yeah, or is it? Just I don't the know froth? the answer. I don't but know is the it, answer. But it's, it's more, getting rather frothy. Would you be hammered? Volume. volume, and we'll be testing that on the next episode oh. of Blind Drunk. But also, like you know, air bubbles, right? You know, right. we talk about the the champagne um, oh, goes to your head yeast and stuff. Yep. Yeah, would you, do you get super drunk out of it? Because it's full <gasps> of air bubbles. Oh no! And so you were like inhaling it as if it's air. Yeah. Mm. Now we're back to chocolate. Well, that's why they reckon bubbles are trouble, right? I've never heard that, and that makes so much sense. They get you. They get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're putting alcohol in your lungs, is it? Like, (laughs) it's all trapped in there, isn't it? Trapped in an air bubble. Is that how it works? I guess. I mean, I guess it does. The bad fumes. It's like, and then, and I guess, (laughs) I guess, I guess, air gets to your bloodstream quicker than the food that you eat gets to you. Apparently, yeah, it delivers the alcohol quicker. Yeah. Ah. Can I make a comment, an observation, in fact? Mm. Yes, Dr. Um, Liam. Yeah, thank you. Dr. Uh, Liam, yeah. <laughs> give us the news. Um, I We've feel bad like our producer, Tim, has news. gotten more drunk, but also a more twirly moustache throughout oh, yeah, the episode. That thing's, He's that been thing's... twirling it the whole time. <laughs> His moustachios. It's quite, it's quite a twirly one, actually. I like it. 
Yeah, come around here for a bit of a fisty cuff. I'll give you <laughs> what for? Back in 1984, <laughs> 52 or whatever. In 1984. Listen, yeah. it's actually more. You, yeah, you should have had a. Okay. Four score of 20 a, years ago. More of a mullet scenario than a twirly moustache, but okay. We're getting There's, our hair there is situation. Something, there is something that is, that is slightly disingenuous about the hipster. Movement, movement toward this twirly moustache, tattooed, shaved, back and sides aesthetic. I really I think to get the full thing, you need to start doing bare knuckle boxing, dude. Well, I would be into it. <laughs> well, you get the little targets the on your thing knuckles. Is that attracts me. See the see the targets on his knuckles. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You're ready for yeah. it. I think. Yeah. There they are. And his boxing name will be Pancho. Ah, here we are, puncher. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They really. It's a yeah. If anybody's into. Uh, You've got a lot of spare time on your hands. You might want to watch some bare-knuckle boxing on the internet. To be fair, even though I am drunker, over the course of this hour, I have consumed probably six standard drinks. Yeah, at, least. Fair yeah, at least. Fair point. At least. At least. So fair. why didn't you drink like the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Now, you were drinking some absolute wine there, which was masquerading as beer. But um, uh, I don't mean to be harsh here, but I need to get back home at some point. You know what I'm saying? He's got uh, family and everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. No, no. Fair enough. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, in which case, <laughs> as the what producer, a buzzkill, man! Uh, as the producer, sorry, as the producer, <laughs> Pancho. Thank you very much, Andy Martin, for joining us on the podcast. You're more than welcome, boys. And thank you very much, Liam Carter. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you in your next title fight. David, thank you very much for joining us. If you'd like to address our audience. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I could have fought better. Lights out. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying Blind Drunk, please subscribe. And also, please like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Don't forget, we have merchandise. And thank you to the Oscast Network for their support. Peace out.